Welcome to Bet with Chet. We are in week 10 of the NFL season. We are here, myself, Kyle Forchetti, along with Alex Dalvecchio and Brian Campbell. We are here with you again. We're going to look forward to week 10 and also reflect on week 9 of the NFL season. Um, guys, let's start with you, Alex. How do you feel like your week went last week? Oh, well, you know, some good, some bad, you know, another losing week. I think last week was probably my most frustrating week because, you know, I got a lot of games right. And, you know, again, uh, this is why the, the NFL is hard. Multi-unit betting is hard. Uh, even a best bet theory of betting is hard. You know, maybe they're called units for a reason. You just do one on every game because it's the second week in a row where, you know, I, pretty much broke even the last two weeks and I'm down something like 10 units in the last two weeks doing this. So it was frustrating. It was the first time the, um, you know, the big spread bet really killed me with uh, Jacksonville beating the bills outright. Um, you know, I also had them in the teaser. Um, and also I got the Arizona game wildly wrong. So I definitely deserved, I deserved a bad week. I got, got what I deserved because I was wrong on a lot. So I would say last week was probably as frustrated as I'd been. But in the end, when all my bets broke out, I only lost $18 last week. So not too shabby. I mean, I can't recall a week like last week in the NFL. That was just a weird, weird week. You saw so many double-digit. It's just one of those weeks, man. I mean, who, who saw the Titans going on the road? without Derrick Henry and beating the Rams outright. I could understand if they got the cover, that's fine. The Titans are a good football team. But, man, and, and Alex, you know, like we talked about units, two, your, two of your three losses were your big unit plays. So yep. just the way it, that's just the way it falls sometimes. You know, I, I, both you guys had the Chargers last week, and uh, I definitely liked that play. Uh, that was a field goal game too. But um, just sometimes the way the cookie crumbles, it was one of those weird weeks in the NFL. But um, I, think, at, I think this week – You're looking – Oh, sorry. You're looking at like the four best quarterbacks – in the league, like Matt Stafford right now, um, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, and even Mahomes, and nothing but struggles last week from all four of them. Yeah, and you know the the spot we talked about the Cowboys last week and how they were the only team uh, to be undefeated against the spread, and we talked about the other two teams in NFL history since 1990 to make it this far, and. I just overlooked it. You know, even though I only put a unit on the Cowboys, it wasn't the best spot for them. It was a terrible spot for them, actually, with like how healthy was he? How how much was that calf gonna affect him? They were banged up at the wide receiver position, and they just kind of sleepwalked through that game. One of the worst losses I've ever seen. Well, um, hey, definitely listen, within I, the past ten years. Well, listen, you know what? I missed something huge in that game too, and and I've always said this about the Dak Prescott Cowboys. If Tyrone Smith doesn't play, Dak Prescott's a different quarterback. and He did not play, correct? He did not play, and that, it bit him in and, the, and that in the left ass. Tackle yeah. got, that left tackle got smoked. And well, when, the, yeah. and if you remember their big disappointing games every year in Dak's saga, whether it was that Thanksgiving game, I think against Minnesota, where they just got shit-wrecked or, you know, it's always when Tyrone Smith isn't playing, and I should have paid more attention to that. Because, it, you know, Dak's just a different guy. That I mean, the, if, if you watched the Cowboys last week, you'd have thought they were the Giants. You thought there was a body swap in the two teams last week. I mean, yeah. you, you couldn't believe it. But, offensive you know, line the was offense... definitely the big problem. Well, I, I'll, oh, I'll, they got I'll demolished. Pick, I'll piggyback what you said about Tyron Smith because that's what 
take, they actually moved their right tackle, Terrence Steele, who's played very well this year, and they moved him over to the left side because uh, Lyle Collins came back, and they plugged in Collins on the on the right side. So they moved a, you know, a position, uh, a player that was playing very comfortably at right tackle. You move him to the left side where he's going to be going up against more speed rushers, and you could see, I mean, even Collins was rusty because that was his first game back. They, they just didn't handle that game correct. So we'll see if Tyron Smith comes back this week. Um, if he doesn't, then that's going to be tough. But, um, I mean, they can't get – they can't be any worse than they looked uh, well, last week Well, and I'll tell you against. this too. And, and, and you know, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, off that – off the injury, off the bye, whatever you want, off a huge effort. You know, the Cowboys really had a great game the week before. But, you know – the a game they weren't supposed the to year win. Certainly wasn't. I tell you what, though, the defensive player of the year certainly wasn't playing like it. I mean, he was getting smoked. I don't know if Belichick showed the world that a double move kills Diggs, but Diggs was awful well, in that game. I want, I want to bad. also bring up a point I heard. I think it was Max Kellerman talking about this week about Trayvon Diggs. Um, Trayvon Diggs has been nothing but a magnet for the football this year, and it's starting to cause him to take more chances, become more undisciplined because he's just going for the picks and trying to undercut routes, and it's causing him to get beat. I mean, he needs to get back to that disciplined football, and the ball will find him. Well, hey, how's this? You want to know what my dad said about, about Diggs for the Cowboys? He said, he said Janoris Jenkins 2.0, and I thought that was a great way to put it last Janoris week. Janoris Jenkins, like, yeah. Janoris Je- and I'm talking in his prime with the Rams, Janoris Jenkins. Where it we was take ju- all the it chances, was pick- yeah. It was a it was a pick six or it was going the other way. I don't think that's how Diggs is going to be long term, but I think since that Patriot game when he had that huge moment, you know, it's a couple weeks in a row where you're starting to see him get some DPI, some holes. He, I mean, he was just beat on some on some double moves last week, so he's going to have to get that right. Yeah. He will, but you know, I think uh, I think there's something to that. But you know, the Cowboy game, man. I, I mean, you just it's almost like they couldn't get a first down. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's rare to see that offense be so bad. And I know it looked closer than it was, but that was an yeah. ass whooping until Denver took their foot off the gas. I mean, just Pre- like, yeah, ten know. minutes in the ten minutes in the fourth quarter, Prescott didn't even have over hundred yards passing. Yeah, and I, 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 I this problem that at the the Broncos they wanted the line of scrimmage. They ran the football very very well. Uh, they ran for almost 200 yards, so when you're running the ball really well, those safeties are going to creep up in the box, and then you're going right. to take your shots over the top, and that's they, there was no safety there to help Diggs with Patrick. And I, I don't know if there was if, – if, 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 if you're able to run the ball in Dallas, you know, then you're going to really make some noise because you're going to keep that offense off the field. You're going to establish your will at the line of scrimmage, and then you're going to take your shots – where the you know Diggs he takes his chances, but you know Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, those other guys, you know they're not. That's where the Cowboys can get exposed. Um, the problem this and, week, and, and I guess on, I could just yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was I was going to say pick up on your point about running ball. I mean you're seeing that with teams like the Bills. Um, Bill, the Bills have no semblance of a running game. Fifty passes to seven running back rushes last week. Everyone is keen on Josh Allen, knowing they're not going to run the ball. And defenses are now just teeing off on him, um, forcing him to rush passes and finding ways to stop that Bills offense because there's no, there's no running game that they have to worry about. There's no balance. So, I mean, it's you almost know, becoming predictable. 
You know what? You know what was interesting when Urban Meyer and his post game presser. By the way, if anyone doesn't watch the post game pressers, they're great. Urban <laughs> said after the game, and, and it was really telling because I never thought about that. But he said, "You know, the Bills, the Chiefs, these teams, you're just going to play soft and make them earn it." And you know what? It never occurred to me that defensively teams are going to start playing the Bills the way they've been playing the Chiefs this year, where it's just you know we're going to put a few guys in the box. But we're really going to – we're just going to run a three-high shell. Diggs isn't going to beat us, and your quarterback's going to have to complete 11 passes to score a touchdown on us. And I think, you know, if they want to go pass only, I really think you might start seeing the team you think is going to get through the AFC change because I don't think that's fixable for the Chiefs or the Bills. It's definitely like the Bills not the can't Bills. fix it. It's not. Like, the Chiefs, if they get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back and just get some yards – but, you know, the Bills have no talent. Zach Moss isn't good. You know, the other guys yep. – who's the other guy? I mean, the other, they're just not good. And, you know, um, I guess they all should have signed Adrian Peterson, huh? But uh, <laughs> there's just not a, not, a lot of, uh, not a lot of talent. And, you know, the AFC to me this year is so bad. The, the AFC this year reminds me of, like, the, the early aughts NFC, where, like, the Eagles kind of just got to the Super Bowl by default because the NFC was so bad. The AFC is awful, you know? Like, yeah. I'm starting to think the Titans could make it. I'm starting to think the Ravens could make it. Those are teams that have lost so many good players. Titans, I don't think the Titans without Derrick Henry can make it. I, I mean, the Ravens, I could see there. I mean, he might get back if they keep the winning games. Up there. But the point to, that I would just make to that kid, the reason I, I lumped them together is because, remember, the Ravens lost three of their running backs before the season started. Right. You know, in theory, they're in an even worse spot than the Titans, except that it happened to them in August. But, you know, Latavius Murray's washed. You know, isn't the Ravens' number one running back Devonta Freeman right now? Devonta Freeman, is. yeah. Look, watch, yeah out for Cleveland. Like... Watch, out, watch out for Cleveland, though. You know, you talk about running the football with, with Chubb and Hunt and how impressive they look this past week against Cincinnati. Uh, you talk about teams that could play solid and run the football into the playoffs. The Browns could do both those things. Now they got rid of their – Distraction and Odell Beckham, you know. I mean, don't sleep on the Browns. They they could make a run right here. You ain't right about that. Big well, game I, against I mean, the Patriots. But we're kind of uh, we're we're kind of jumping around. So I kind of want to go to Alex. Just give me some general thoughts on your plays. You we talked about the Bills and we talked about Kansas City and, and the Rams. Uh, give us your thoughts on your two that hit last week: the Chargers and the Pats. You know, I mean, I, I want to steal all Camby's thunder before he subjects us to 25 minutes of shoving it in our face. So I'm going to start on the Cardinals game. But that's, a, you know, hey, look, I got it so wrong. What a job by the Cardinals. What a job by Kingsbury. I mean, you come out without Murray, and they didn't even run their offense. You know, or yep. DeAndre Hopkins. You lose J.J. Watt, and they just ran a zone-read power offense going four yards at a time and won the game. I mean, really, they did – in that game, they did what happened to them, the same thing Green Bay did to them the week before. He won coach of the year. He won, he, he won coach yeah. of the year in that, in that game. Like, it was just such a well – it was a well-coached game, it was. But it was also – I didn't know Arizona could just line up with their old line and shove people. I guess I haven't been paying attention to that because Murray kind of runs around like a, a you know, chicken with his head cut off. But that old line yep. killed them. You know, killed them. Yes. Yeah. And it was just a really impressive performance. I don't know if they could sustain it, but, you know, there is something, you know, 
the bets on a whole, we saw a lot of the good teams we expect to be playing in late January throw out a dud this week. And you just wonder, you know, the Bills, they know they're going to win the division. The Cowboys, you know they're going to win the division. We, the, we the don't Cardinals know about that. Gonna, well, Hold on. New England. Well, it's, it's, it's like, <laughs> Here comes Bill Belichick. But you, but, you know, you have the Cowboys who, you know, they, they, they could get their hat and T-shirt now. You have, you know, Arizona who's – you saw these teams with big playoff leads and really good records. All of them played their worst game of the year. So you just wonder if there's a little bit of – malaise hitting in in the middle of the season for these teams and you wonder if now's a really good time to start shifting your perspective to see what teams need the game denver needed that game denver got it there was a huge yeah. there, there was a huge difference well now they have philly and they could be six and four and that, if you're six yeah. and four through ten i don't i don't see you giving up i definitely have that game in my card this so, week so yeah, that'll so, be so interesting so when we to get, get to it so to get the Dallas game, you know, and now is when you can start looking at saying, hey, you know what? Dallas has a four-game division lead, and they're playing, uh, you know, fill in the blank 500 team. You may want to start taking the points of the 500 team that needs it because Dallas showed, you know, they showed you, the Bills showed you that they, they can have a dud performance in them if they don't show up. So. You talk you talk about those teams that uh, get that loss out of the way and then they kind of have the pressure taken off. You could argue that's what happened with Arizona this past week. They, you know, they were undefeated. They lost to the Packers outright on Thursday. They had extended rest and they, you know, they, they obviously dominated that game against the Niners. So, yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, so that would be I something they, interesting to look for in the future. And, you know, I think one thing we missed because I guess, you know, we all kind of dismissed the 7-0 and start. But you know what? A very talented team was coming off their worst game of the year against a team they're probably better than. You know, yeah. we never said that once. You know, like we never actually treated Arizona as a 7-0 and team. And I can be did. But in the I was going to say, I think one of us did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you in know, all, in all like, fairness, Campbell made that bet when he didn't know. He thought Kyler Murray was going to play. We didn't know if Hopkins was going to be out. Would you make that bet, Campbell, if you knew that Kyler Murray and Hopkins was out? No, I stayed away from the game in real life. Uh, once all those in real hit. life, but well, you want hey, you want I had to ride. Chubby. I had to ride with it as my best bet. Putting this out on a Wednesday, it made that my best bet. Come Sunday, a lot of it changed. I decided to fade. I decided to fade the game, stay away from it. Kind of regretting that, but I, I'll live with the decision that I made the best bet on Wednesday, and it turned out to be a winner for me. I'll tell you what, magic, ma- magic happens when Campbell picks the Arizona Cardinals. I-, I don't care what the situation is, what players are injured, who's on IR. Well, I'll tell you what, something I'll tell special you what Chetty, happens. You want to be, be sick right now? The reason, really, I broke even on, the, the, the reason I broke even on Sunday is because I did a same-game par, same parlay of the Giants and the under, neither of which I brought up on last week's podcast. And, oh. it, and it broke me even. Oh, <laughs> but and I, I nailed the under, and I nailed the and I. Oh, by the way, Giants was money line. By the way. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> Didn't you mention knew. either one last week. But yeah, I wow. mean that's a good one. Where it's like I woke I woke up Sunday and I was like, you know what, Giants are going to win today. Sometimes when you're a diehard fan, you just know. <laughs> like, you know you what? Know. We're going to win today. And they had they had some and, guys and come back it. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just finish up with mine. Um, Atlanta was a good one for me. It was a really good spot for them, uh, you know, with them having a tough week the week before. And then uh, with the Saints coming off of that 
big win against the Bucks. So I didn't expect Atlanta to win outright, but uh, they did. So that was nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you said everything that needed to be said about the Niners game. We talked about Dallas and Thursday night game. You know, that, that, that could have gone either way at the end with the Jets trying to make that backdoor cover. But uh, that's, that's really all I have to say about my plays. Campbell, any uh, final thoughts before we get to our plays for this week? So, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, my first thought <laughs> is, <laughs> hey, I'm plus four. I get, I get to reveling a little bit. Um, anyway, my, yeah. my first thought is one week does not define us. Like last the week before, I went 0-5 on my picks, down nine units. Um, I mean, one bad week is not going to define us for the season. It's not an indicator of fade, fade the better, follow the better. I mean, each week is a different week. Um, we've done this now for four weeks, and that one week was my only losing week still so far. So it's not, not, not ready to give up on us quite yet. Um, my other point that I have to make about it is um, we talked about it last week. Um, sizing, sizing the bets is important. Like uh, me and Chetty, we both went three and two, but the higher, the higher unit bets of mine were the ones I hit, which made the difference right. in units that between me and Chetty, like my yeah. best bet hit my two, my two unit play hit. So sizing matters. Like the ones that you're more confident about, don't be afraid to put another unit or another two units on it. Yeah. Um, the ones that you're well iffy about, don't be afraid to either just stay away or go small a small limit on it. So yeah. just make sure you're paying attention to the sizing of your bets. All good points. All good points. Definitely agree with that. Um, all right. So we are on to week 10. Uh, Campbell, let's stay with you. Why don't you, um, you get the first honors with uh, you being in the lead uh, between the three of us. What's going to be your first play for week 10? All right, so first play, I am going to Indianapolis uh, Colts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts, double-digit favorites. I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling the page out of Alex's playbook here. Uh, <laughs> I like Colts, Colts are laying 10 and a half. Um, Colts are four and five right now. They're, neat, they're desperate for a win. They need to get back in the playoff hunt. Jaguars coming off a 9-6 victory over the Buffalo Bills, played the game of their life defensively. I think they're going to be on a hangover from that win. Uh, Colts are going to be desperate, and I think the Colts are going to come out on fire and light up the scoreboard against the Jaguars. Jaguars possibly without Trevor Lawrence, I was saying. Um, He's questionable for the week. Um, But either way, I don't think the Jaguars offense is going to be able to keep up. I think Colts are going to win this one easy, so I'm going to take the Colts minus 10.5 for one unit. I like that a lot. It's the perfect Colts with them getting extended rest as well. And, look, Jacksonville just played their Super Bowl. I mean, if you're going to have a letdown spot, it's going to be right here. And the Jags know, like you said, they're out of it. But Indianapolis still has something to play for, so I really like that. Alex Alex brought up the the biggest point that you could bring up. Like, you're coming into the point of the season where – as Alex said, team teams are going to have something to play for. Other teams aren't, so you gotta you gotta hedge your bets where necessary to back the teams that you know are going to be coming out, putting a hundred percent on the field, um, and those are the ones that you're going to want to bet bet behind. True, 
Well, we'll give you a 10 on that, too, because DraftKings is at 10. So we'll do an D minus okay. 10. Um, even better. Alex. Yeah, even better. That key number there, 10. So um, <clears throat> let's go to you, Alex. First play for week 10. First play, week 10. You're going to love this, Chet. I'm taking Atlanta. And I'm taking plus nine. Is it, I guess nine. What, what do you want to give me? Nine or nine and a half? <laughs> uh, let's see what DraftKings is. I mean, it's not a key number, so yeah, we'll just we'll give you nine. Actually, DraftKings right, so, is eight, but we'll we'll give you nine. Yeah, well, yeah, that's why I the one time DK is a little lower. Take taking the nine. Um, hated what I saw from Dallas. Obviously, Atlanta has a way of staying in all these games. You know that the, they found something with Pitts. Um. You know, they're a good passing offense, which bodes poorly, I think, for what Dallas defense wants to do. Um, I've liked Atlanta's effort all year. You know, it hasn't necessarily translated all the time, but they are playing hard in all these games. And I think worst-case scenario, you hit the backdoor cover at the end. But, you know, you see that from Dallas, and, you know, you said it before. Is Dak healthy? Didn't look like it. Or the receivers definitely don't look healthy. I mean, C.D. and Cooper – they look a step slow. And I remember last week I asked, like, hey, they had hamstring injuries. They didn't practice. They don't look like themselves right now. Uh, you know, I think this might just be a midseason malaise that Dallas is in. And maybe they'll, they'll be right around Thanksgiving and they'll start killing people again. But that's not the team you're looking at right now. This, to me, feels like a little bit of an inflated line. Atlanta, I've never considered them in the bucket of really bad teams. Like, they haven't played like that all year. So, I'll take Atlanta. Give me the nine, a rare case where I take a lot of points. I don't love doing this a lot. Yeah, this is very odd for you for double-digit Del Vecchio to be taking a nearly a double-digit underdog, so definitely a change of pace. But we got um, Atlanta. We got Alex. We're doing one unit on every game except the best bet this week. We got to start (laughs) calming it down, folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I guess I'll – since I'm doing the same game, I'm gonna lay the nine, and I wanted to do eight so I can lay eight, but I'll I'll meet you at nine. So I'll, yeah. I'll lay the nine points with the Cowboys just um, based on how horrible of a performance they had the week before. You know, winning as a as a six point. I think that game actually closed at six and a half or seven. But um, Cowboys have bounced back. Um, Atlanta. You know, they had their nice division win. Atlanta seems to do that a lot within their division. I remember, I think it was last year or the year before, they were big underdogs against the Buccaneers and the 49ers, and they won both those games as double-digit dogs. So they played really well as underdogs. So um, I do have my play here, but I just think the Cowboys are the better team overall, and I, based on how their performance was last week and with Atlanta having such a good performance last week, I just think – um, like we talked about last week, no good is no team is as good or as bad as they looked the week before. So I think that's kind of going to happen this week with some getting uh, regression to the mean. I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back. They're probably going to win this game by two touchdowns, and um, that's going to be my first play. I'm going to put a unit on Dallas minus nine. Campbell, any thoughts on that? You know, it's nice when we are all kind of in, gre- in agreement on games, but I love it when we go head to head. Like, it just brings in the competitive competitive side of me. So, I'd love to see that you guys are going head-to-head on this one. Um, if I had to lean, I think Dallas is the better team. I think Dallas is the better spot for the game. Um, so, I would probably lean Dallas, but I'm just going to be staying away from this game. No play. I'll okay. say, you know, the only is 
Dallas's performance last week to me wasn't necessarily like an emotional letdown. It was more that like those players don't look like they're healthy right now. And I don't know why McCarthy isn't giving Coop or Lamb a day the way he's given it to Smith. But, you know, if Dak's not late, if the receivers aren't going to get open, I think that'll be enough to keep it close. We shall see, Teddy. You will see. Me. So, so, <laughs> we like the competition. We love it. Last week, there were some weird drops from the receivers, and uh, it just seemed like nothing was going right. Dak was inaccurate. Receivers dropping balls. Uh, defense giving up big plays in the running game. So I, we haven't seen that. If you're talking about a sample size of a team, the Cowboys over the span of the season, would you believe that they're more like they played against Denver or – are they more like the other games that they played? It's probably more towards the other games. So I just think it was a weird, weird week. I compare it to the Buffalo Bills game against Jacksonville. I mean, sometimes you just have a clunker. Sometimes at your job, you just have a bad day at the uh, So that's what I really think it was with the Cowboys. And I, I don't think it is going to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be, you know, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe a 7-10 and 10 team, 8-9 and nine team, something like that. Uh, and I don't think one of their wins is going to come this week. They might cover, but um, I just think the spot is too good for the Cowboys. So uh, I like that we're going against each other on that. We'll see what happens. But, Campbell, let's go to your second play of Week 10. All right, my second play of Week 10, I'm going to Sunday night, uh, Kansas City and Vegas. Um, Kansas City, I see like minus two and a half. You know, yes, sir. Vegas, Vegas always plays Kansas City tough last year. Uh, Vegas beat them outright in the first game and then won uh, on a Kansas City comeback in the second game, uh, or lost to a Kansas City comeback in the second game. Um, but Kansas City is still desperate for wins. I mean, they're sitting at five and four. And, and to me, there's only so much distractions off the field that team can take before they finally reach a breaking point. And I think Vegas is starting to reach that. I, I mean, Cut, uh, cutting another player for threatening people online with guns. I mean, what what are these players doing? Um, all the money coming in, and you're going to throw it all away for a stupid social media troll? Yes. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. But anyway, um, I mean, Kansas City's offense has looked bad. But you, you know, it's, it's the same offense that they've had for the past couple of years. You know their potential. Um, it's just about time they start to hit that potential. And I think coming into the second half of the season, they don't have that big lead. They're going to have to play, give 100% to stay in this uh, playoff race. And you're going to see a strong second half from this Kansas City team. So I'm going to go Kansas City minus two and a half on the road against Vegas uh, for one unit. You know, uh, interesting thoughts, Campbell. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. I, uh, if we're just talking about the point spread, I don't understand how Kansas City can be favored in this game based on just based on what these two teams have done this year. Um, Vegas obviously right. had a very disappointing loss last week against the Giants. That was a tough spot for Vegas, even coming off the bye week because of all the controversy with Henry Ruggs um, and the Giants coming back home trying to get a win. But I don't understand how Kansas City is favored in this. I, I have it more towards a pick. Um, Alex, do you have your points spread in this game at a certain number? Or um, do you, are you leaning towards a certain way in this game? Uh, I, I lean 
Kansas City in this game, but I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. I think I that get it. I mean, when me, are they going to turn it on? I feel like every week we're waiting for Kansas City. Let's go, Kansas City. Remember, uh, Chris Berman yeah. would always say that in Sports Center. Let's go, Seattle. Let's, you know, so when when are they going to turn it on? I feel like we're waiting every week. You know, it's a can't argue with you. You're right. The only thing I would say, you know, the line's low enough. It's two and a half to under a field goal. So if it's under a field goal, why not just go with the better quarterback in the game? I don't think it's even a toss-up. I think Kansas City's probably, you know, 10 or 15% more talented than Raiders as it is. You get the better quarterback if you're going to pick one or the other. I didn't, I'm not betting the game. This is the one of mine. But uh, I would lean Kansas City in this game because the Raiders also just lost to the Giants, which you should get kicked out of the NFL for that. <laughs> yeah, that, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one to handicap. I mean, if, uh, Clyde, if Clyde's not too. back, I mean, here's what I'll tell you. If Clyde's not back, just avoid Kansas City. All the way. Like, this this game to me screams don't bet it. But if Clyde's not back yet to run the ball, it's still very easy to defend the Chiefs. It's, you know, everyone knows what they're doing. And this has been a few weeks. And Kansas City can't do anything because they don't have the personnel. So Yeah, offensive you know, line-wise, they, they can't protect yeah. anybody. That's my concern with this game. Um, yep. I, I lean Vegas, but I'm not – there's no way. I don't know what I'm getting out of these teams from week to week. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from, Campbell. But – uh, lean Vegas. I'm just going to sit back, enjoy this one on Sunday night. Should be a high scoring affair. And then, uh, we'll see if this is the week that Kansas city turns it on, but just point spread wise, Kansas city doesn't deserve to be a favorite in this game based on what, what they've done. I mean, they were playing against a backup quarterback last week at home and they put up 13 points. I know green Bay is a pretty good defense, but man, with what happened to the Kansas city offense, their defense has been playing lights out the past few weeks. That but was that offense, uh... Last week's game felt a lot like the Chiefs taking advantage of game flow. Like, I felt like Andy knew there's no chance in hell this kid can drive the field on us. So he pretty much coached it as if I don't mind punting six times or kicking a field goal. Like, it was that was as weirdly a run offense as you've seen Kansas City have. Like, they, they didn't really take a lot of shots, they were just kind of content to dink and dunk they just and they knew there was no chance that that kid could score on them and I just think it it affected their game plan especially second half in terms of scoring 13 points like I I don't think they were ever in an op in a situation where they had to score so yeah. uh, that's just what I think about that game like I think the love factor played a lot because you you knew Andy two plays into that game said oh my god if we don't turn it over we're gonna win this game by default and you have an offense that's been turning it over so I think that impacted what Andy Reid decided to do to okay. explain last week's 13 point game because they were they were in control the whole time like you never really thought watching it that they were gonna lose you know? that's true you just thought yeah. it's just low scoring and you know they're just gonna punt it to this kid who's an idiot how bad was he oh my god yeah, he's clearly uh, – I mean, how many years has he been in the league? I know he's been a backup his entire career, but you would think he'd this, for being a first-round pick. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. All right, what's your second pick, Alex? My second pick of this season, and I accidentally just closed my screen. Hold on, I got you. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> My second second pick. This is going to be one that uh, – a little, little on the um, dangerous side here. 
but I'm going to take Tampa Bay and I'm going to lay nine and a half against Washington. Um, I have made a living betting against Washington this year. They stink. No one really talks about them as being one of the worst teams in the league, but they are. That defense isn't good. The D-line isn't good. Chase Young has like three tackles for loss this year. But Washington still gets these spreads where, you know, they aren't treated like they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead. You're not even laying 10. You're laying nine and a half. So I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay off a of bye, laying nine and a half. This was a playoff game last year, so I don't see Tampa Bay overlooking them or anything. And I believe um, going into the bye, Tampa Bay was relatively terrible, right? So they've had 13 days to sit on that. And again, yeah, they got it, blown it is, out by the Saints. Yeah, you know, you're, you're betting on Tom Brady, and you're also, to me, fading the only team left that's very bad, but you don't necessarily get the 13 and a half, 14 and a half point spreads on this team yet. So I'm taking Tampa Bay one unit for one unit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Both teams coming out of the bye, bucks and, and uh, Washington football team. Uh, the injury report in this game, I think will be a, a, I think to watch uh, leading up to Sunday. Uh, just looking at Tampa Bay's practice, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski and Jason Pierre Paul did not practice today. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see how that affects the line movement going into Sunday. Um, you might be able to, if you like Tampa, you know, with these injuries, if they end up not playing, you got to think that point spread is going to get eight or maybe even seven with the hook. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Brady coming off of a loss, right, with the bye week, but hopefully he has uh, a lot of his firepower on offense. Um, not No play for me in that game. I'll go to my second play. I'm going to go to uh, the New Orleans Saints at Tennessee Titans. Uh, Love the Saints in this spot. I'm going against Tennessee again. It seems like every week I'm going against this team and they continue to win. Uh, I mean, can you put together a better stretch than the Tennessee Titans with the teams that they've beaten over the past month? It's unbelievable. But at some point, there's got to be a letdown spot. And with the Saints coming off of that tough loss to the Falcons, and this is a shady line. We talk about those shady, weird lines that we see every week. This is one of them. I mean, Tennessee just went on the road on nationally television, nationalized television, beat the Rams outright. Okay. They beat Buffalo. They beat, um, who else, who else did they beat? Buffalo. Uh, help me out guys. Other than Buffalo. The, oh. Do you guys remember? So they, they beat, uh, it, Buffalo. They beat Kansas Rams. City. They, they destroyed Kansas, Kansas City. City. Kansas City. Rams. That was the one. Yeah. There was another game in there. Uh, they beat the Colts, the Colts too in a top. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're only still a three-point favorite. There's even a two and a half out there on DraftKings. This doesn't make any sense against the Saints of quarterback. Uh, the Saints are going to win this game outright. I'm going to take the the three with the Saints. I'm going to lay a unit, and that's going to be my second play. Do you guys have a play in this game? Uh, I do not have a play on this game. Um... I mean, I'm going to go two units, two units, two units on the Saints. Okay. I mean, I agree with you on on the spot for the Saints, but it's so hard. The Titans are one of those teams where, like, you have expectations on what they're supposed to be and what they really are, and they're just outperforming their expectations right now. And it's hard to predict when that's going to stop. 
So Tennessee is like one of those teams that I try to stay away from until I can get a better read on them. Gotcha. Alex, any thoughts? I hate New Orleans. I don't like their quarterback at all. They're, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, Simeon was so bad. I, even if Hill plays, I don't love Hill either. You know, Hill's not anything special. Hill's good against bad defenses. The Titans are not that. Um, I, I'm not betting the game just because I don't know. Like, Tennessee pulled that off last week once. You know, can they do that again without Henry? Eventually losing the best player in his position is going to hurt your output. Right. Um, you know, I think that spot might happen on the road a little more. I do think Tennessee's coached incredibly. I mean, Vrabel just – the thing is, everything you just said, Chetty, Vrabel's telling his players. You know, he, he, he lets them know that no one thinks Tennessee's an elite team, and even though they've beaten them all. So, no, not a play. If I was to play it, I'd probably go Titans. But you're right, it's a suspiciously low line, which means Vegas wants you to bet Tennessee. So, what's that tell you? So. It'll be interesting to see because I know Alvin Kamara was banged up in that game last week against Atlanta. Uh, I'm not sure if he practiced today, but I know the Saints did work out a few running backs today. So obviously Kamara makes that offense go. Um, so that could change things uh, leading up to Sunday. But you got to think he would. He's gonna he's gonna play on Sunday, but we'll see. But uh, got the Saints plus three. Uh, Campbell, let's go back to you for your third play of ten. All right, so my third play, I'm going to go to the Patriots-Cleveland uh, Browns game. Uh, the game has the Patriots laying two points to the Browns. Um, both teams coming off impressive wins. Uh, both teams sitting at five and four right now, um, both in need of, need of a win. Um, you know, Browns, I think they're only getting better now that they got rid of Odell, I think. Odell was a detriment to that locker room. So give me the New England Patriots. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Mac Jones is legit. I mean, they've, that offense is scoring about 26 points a game now for the last month. Um, defense has been holding teams um, to about – 14. Uh, they held the, same, the Panthers to 6, the Jets to 13 um, two out of the last three weeks, and then they held the Chargers to 24. So, I mean, you're holding teams under 20 points while you're scoring close to 30. Um, I think the Patriots are finally hitting their stride. I think they're a playoff team, and I think that they're only getting better. Mac Jones is only getting more confident with each game he plays, and if I can get them under three, which it is right now, laying two, I'm going to take the Patriots at home. So give me the Patriots two units minus two against the Cleveland Browns. Two units. All right. Wow. New England Patriots, Cleveland Browns, interesting storyline in this game. We all know that Bill Belichick was fired by the Browns back in the day before he got his job with the Patriots. So, Belichick. So I definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, Alex, do you have a play in this game? I do have a play on this game, and we get to stoke the fires of Canby's competitive nature. So I, I'm, I've been betting the Patriots every week. I was early on them a month ago. I thought that effort against Dallas really showed me something about where they were going to be this year. I still think in a terrible AFC, they're making the playoffs. Um, but I like Cleveland in this spot. I, I wow. like Cleveland. I like 
the matchup for Cleveland. I like, um, you know, Cleveland does well against quarterbacks that don't really move very well. You know, you saw them really disrupt Burrow. Burrow doesn't really, you know, he doesn't run around like a maniac. Um, they tend to do well against those types of quarterbacks defensively. The first month of the year, Ward wasn't really healthy. Boy, did he look healthy last week. And when he's good, he's as good as anyone who isn't named Ramsey. Um, I think defensively, they're just healthy. I love the team without Odell. I think Chubb obviously is uh, looking healthier. Even though, oh wait, I'm sorry, well, Chubb, Chubb has COVID, right? Yeah, Chubb he doesn't. Uh, yeah, yes, he still might no play. Dearness, yeah, so no Dearness Johnson, I think. So here's what I would say about the game, right? It's going to be low scoring. The over-under is pretty low. I I, I just think that I would trust the Browns to make those plays offensively in a tough game more than I trust the Patriots right now because I I think the Browns can stop the run, and I'm not sure the Patriots will be able to stop Cleveland's running game because you could literally put me back there and I could run for 80 yards on 18 carries (laughs) with Cleveland. So I, I love the narrative of New England. They're good. They're still going to make the playoff. I don't think they should even be favored in this game, to be honest. I thought Cleveland would be laying the two mm. or three. So I'm going Cleveland, but maybe I'm up. How okay. How many, how many units? One unit. We're doing okay. one on plus, everything except the best bet. Yep. Got so. it. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue p- p- the points from both you guys. I lean Cleveland in this game just because I'm not that confident in Mac Jones going up against that. Cleveland defense, um, again, you, you spoke about how well Cleveland plays the run, and that's kind of New England's bread and butter. So if you could shut down the run, put the pressure on Mac Jones, I, I would take that matchup every day with or without Nick Chubb. Not sure if Chubb is vaccinated, so he'll be able to play on Sunday, but that's something to monitor uh, throughout the week. Uh, Campbell, did you, did you have any final thoughts on this game? No, I just look forward to beating Alex again. <laughs> Here we go. I love the trash talk and love it. Love it. Love it. All right. I'll go to my third play. Let's give you the best bet. We're going to go to Thursday night football. We're going to go to the Baltimore Ravens and Miami Dolphins. I don't like laying points in the road, but I'm going to do it here. I'm going to lay the seven and a half with Baltimore. I'm going to put two units on the Ravens to win this game by double digits. Um, I don't understand why this game isn't closer to 10. Uh, I think this light of a spread. I think the Miami Dolphins, they got their nice little win last week against the Houston Texans with a returning Tyrod Taylor. But uh, we all know that Miami is on the, on the lower, I guess, echelon of teams in the NFL. Uh, Baltimore, uh, they came off the bye week last week. They had a nice, uh, nice close win against um against Minnesota, and I like that they didn't blow out Minnesota. If they would have blown out Minnesota convincingly, then I probably would have stayed away from this game just because you might have a letdown spot here in a short week. But Lamar Jackson is undefeated games going into a short week, whether it's Thanksgiving, Thursday night, or even a Saturday night games. He's undefeated. I believe he's 7 or 8-0, no. uh, ATS and straight up. So I like uh, the better coach on a short week. I like the better quarterback on a short week. Uh, it's, it's seven and a half. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty confident that the Ravens are going to win this game by double digits. So give me the Ravens, uh, my best bet of the week, uh, lay in two units. You guys have any thoughts? They're one of my plays as well, Chetty. Can I join you? Absolutely. Join the party. I'm joining, joining you. I am all in on the Lamar Jackson train. Let's go. As I've, as I've been saying for quite a long time, he's, he's that, 
He's, he's almost like Michael Vick who can throw a little bit better and he doesn't get hurt and it's impossible to get a big hit on him. Like how many times do you see him take a huge hit? It's very rare. Um, and I just think that offense is tailor-made with him on it right now. They got a good thing going and agreed with you. You know, Minnesota's not that bad. So I think the fact that it was a close game isn't necessarily a, a dent to Baltimore. But Baltimore right now, you know, the AFC North is going to be pretty tough. They're going to need the game. They're going to come out needing it. And they're, and they're so much more talented than, than Miami. Um, and also, you know, the things Miami doesn't do well, Baltimore does really well. Miami has questionable run defense. You know what happens to you against Baltimore if you have questionable run defense, Jerry? <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing good. So it's, a, it's a good game matchup. Um, I like the spot for Baltimore. It's a one unit. And I guess that's my fourth one, right? So I'm starting to get out here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a fourth. So it's one unit, saving the best bet for last. All right. Campbell, what you got for your fourth? Uh, so for my fourth, uh, I am going to Seattle against Green Bay. Um, Seattle getting three points on the road against Green Bay. Uh, they're saying Russell Wilson might be back for this game, but either with or without Russell Wilson, we saw what Green Bay is doing or can do with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is one of the worst of the worst. Um, Green Bay, Green Bay sitting, <laughs> sitting in the NFC North with a four-game lead already. It's not an important game for them. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, they're, they're trying to get back to 500. They're trying to crawl back into NFC playoff race. Um, I think Seattle, I don't know, with Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, Seattle is going to be the better team right now. And getting three points out of it, I think – it's a short bet. Uh, I'm going two units on it. So give me Seattle, two units plus three at Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, there's no uh, no definitive answer whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play in this game. With this point spread where it's at right now with three, you got to think that's the spread if Jordan Love was starting. So I just read today that Aaron Rodgers said there's a small possibility that he won't play, which tells me it's likely he will play. So if you like Seattle, I would wait. I think this spread's going to be closer to five and a half, maybe six even. But if you like uh, Green Bay, I would try to get on this point spread right now. Kind of like the game last week with Green Bay at Kansas City, right? The opening line was one. Um, if you if you got Kansas City at one, you covered the spread last week. and That was before the Aaron Rodgers news came out. But then when it came out, it ballooned up to seven. And then if you took Kansas City then, you obviously didn't cover. So one of these situations here where, you know, if you do like Seattle, um, like like Campbell does, maybe you wait a little bit closer to Sunday to see if Aaron Rodgers does play. Because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, the line's just going to stay where it's at. Alex, do you have a yeah. play in this game? I do not have a play in that game. Um, because of what you said, you know, to me, like, that's a, that's an easy game to skip because you don't know all the variables. Sure, Russell Wilson might come back. How's he going to look? Aaron Rodgers um, might play, might not. Hard to know without knowing so much. So, you know. Um, As an unvaccinated, I just think it's going to be one more week before you see Aaron Rodgers back on the field. I don't think he's going to be back for this game. I, I, will, say, I, I will say this. Cam, uh, Campbell does very well when picking games with quarterback uncertainties. So I could definitely see why he's going with this game because of what happened last week with Kyler Murray. So the magic might continue into week 10 for, for Mr. Brian Campbell. Um, 
is it my pick again? I feel like we're going super fast. Uh, it's, your, it's, your, it's your fourth pick, yeah. Fourth pick. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. We're going fast because to... we're, we have a lot of games we're agreeing on, so we're just piggybacking off each other. That's, that's very true. Well, I'll go to, um, I'll go to Carolina at Arizona. Uh, this is kind of like that ugly dog from last week when I took Atlanta. Uh, you talk about quarterback uncertainty. It uh, doesn't look like Sam Darnold's going to play in this game, which might be a good thing. Um, I'm going to take the 10.5 points with Carolina. Just based on what happened last week, uh, Carolina had a disappointing loss, and Arizona super overachieved last week uh, against the Niners. They got a really, really impressive win. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for them to get up for this game. Um uh, just based on how they performed the week before and you're getting double digit points. So um, I'll take Carolina plus 10 and a half. I don't feel that confident about it, but just based on the low total of 44 and you're getting so many points, um, I think worst case you're in position for, for a backdoor cover. Um, so I will take Carolina plus 10 and a half. I'm just going to put one unit on Carolina. You guys have any thoughts? Um, I think, I would I would definitely lean Arizona on this. I think Carolina is just a bad team. I think they are. I mean, I think they peaked at three and zero, and their real colors have been showing ever since. Um, I actually think without Darnold, they might be it might be an improvement. Um, but you never know what you're gonna get out of. PJ PJ Walker is that what his name is? I don't even, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know who the yeah. quarterback is. Um, yeah, I don't think I don't know what I'm going to get out of him, but I do know what I can get out of Arizona with or without Kyler Murray. Um, I think Arizona is just that much better than Carolina. And if I had to make a play, I would play Arizona, but it's not going to be one of my plays this week. It'll be interesting to see. Uh how the injury report goes. This is another one of those games where you just have to monitor things. I know that uh, Murray did not practice today. Um, There were a couple other key players that didn't practice as well. DeAndre Hopkins is not, did not practice Uh, chase Edmonds. The running back didn't practice. Uh, Connor played really well, obviously last week. Uh, Buda Baker didn't practice. So if you look at the Cardinals injury report, it's really, really long this week. So this might be one. I'm hoping it's one of those games where Arizona, you know, they win the game, but they're not putting, you know, 100% effort into it because, like you said, the Arizona Cardinals, well-coached team, lots of talent, but the injuries seem to be piling up for this team. So it might be one of those weeks where they kind of cool it, but still, you know, win the game uh, by single digits. Uh, so, Campbell, this is your final play, right? Oh, no, we're going to you, Alex, first, right? Or- Okay, so we're going to my best bet of the week, the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow, um, yeah, I see them getting two and a half. We'll give uh, we'll give you we'll give you three. You, all right, I'll take the three. Um, <laughs> I, if I'm if I'm making the play, I would actually even consider taking Philadelphia Eagles money line. They are winning this game straight up, but for the sake of the podcast, give me the three points. Because I'll I'll even have a field goal just in case there's a, a close game at the end where Denver kicks a game-winning field goal. I'll take a push. Um, but Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to win this game outright. I think Philadelphia is the better team. I think Denver played the game of their life last week against Dallas. They, I mean, 
the spot is right for the Eagles. I mean, Denver is going to be on a letdown after riding the high of last week. Um, Philadelphia coming off a loss last week. I think this is the perfect spot to play Philadelphia. Give me the Eagles three units. Wow. Plus three. Mark it down. Bambi's best bets. Bambi's best bets. Well, you made it really easy for me, Campbell, because that was my last play. So I'm just going to say Philly plus three and leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eagles plus three are my, uh, is my last play of the week for all the reasons that you just said. Denver just Super Bowl. Now they're coming back home. Eagles coming off the loss. Uh, and you're giving us three points. So, yeah, I think Denver, you know, they ran the ball really well last week. I don't think they're going to have that same success against Philadelphia with their solid defensive line. So I think it's going to be a rough day for Teddy Bridgewater. And I think the Eagles will do just enough on offense to probably win this game by a field goal. Uh, Alex, is this your final play of week 10 or do you have another game? How many units are you playing? I need to catch up. It's probably not the smartest thing to do, but I'm going to do two units, two units on the Eagles plus three. All right, Alex, what you got? Are you taking Philly too? Are you going to make it the triple threat? Uh, You know, one of my uh, Ten Commandments, I don't bet on teams that don't try, and Philadelphia doesn't try, so they can kill themselves, you know? (laughs) Let's not not forget about the Nate Sudfeld fiasco of 2020. I mean, plus, we don't have a double-digit favorite from you this week, so I'm assuming it has to be Buffalo? No, it's not. Can you believe it? What? We are making history tonight. It's not. My my best bet. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my best my best bet of the week, lock it in. It's for all the reasons I tend to bet them every week. But the lines finally come down because they had a bad showing last week. I will be taking the Rams, laying for going on the road in San Francisco. Um, I think you're getting the best team in the NFL. San Francisco is not very good. I think they showed that last week. And I think you're getting um, the Rams in a good spot. I think if – Last week's results had held serve a little bit. The Rams would be more around seven, seven and a half. It's only a four. Lay the four Rams. Best bet. Three units on the wow. Rams. The whole week is on the Rams. But I can't, I can't argue with this. I feel like this is an angry pick from you, Alex, based on what the Niners did last week. Is it a combination of just the Rams are the better team and you hate the 49ers right now? I just think, I mean, you're getting the best. I, I still feel like the Rams are the best team in the NFL, and I think you're getting them off a bad loss against a team that's not that good. I think I I love the spot if it's not a touchdown and it's not not even close to a touchdown. So I mean, if the Niners were going to show up, they would have showed up last week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You got to think they're going to put on somewhat of a better effort this week. That was just embarrassing the way they looked, but the Rams are coming off an embarrassing loss as well. So, if you're looking at it power rating wise, obviously the Rams are way higher than the Niners. So I definitely uh, lean Rams as well. I mean, the Niners, the Niners offense just doesn't scare you. Like, what makes you think that, like, if you were to say, oh, the 49ers are going to get in a shootout with the Rams, which is kind of the way to beat the Rams. The Rams yeah. can't score. You know, Jimmy G hasn't been that special. You know, the, I, this is not a good offensive team. So. I hate Jimmy G. I yeah. Mean, I would definitely <laughs> lean the Rams also. Uh, the only thing I have to say about it is the Niners have the Rams number as of late. Um, took both games from last last year. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the one team the Niners seem to always play tough. But uh, saying that, I hate Jimmy G. I think he is done as a quarterback. I think he's just playing out his 
final year before he gets replaced. And I think the Rams are the better team. Um, I would definitely take the Rams, especially at minus four, but it's not one of my plays, so it's not a game I have to worry about. I think I think um, I think Jimmy G is a solid quarterback that can come off the bench for a few games and get you a win or two. But like you said, his his days as a starter are over. His hot seat is flaming right now, and I like fading teams like that where the quarterback or the coach is on the hot seat, and you're getting to the point in the season where playoffs is not going to happen, so you're worried about motivation as well. So yeah, definitely lean Rams as well. So. All right, so we got three units on that game for Alex. Uh, it's going to be a make-or-break week for, for you and I, Alex, so we'll, we'll see what happens if we can catch up. To, uh, week 10 of the NFL. Um, we still have to go through our teasers, so why don't we start with you, right. Campbell. Uh, give us your teaser for week 10. All right, so my first, my first uh, Lego teaser, I mean – you guys have said everything that needs to be said about tomorrow night's game, Baltimore. Baltimore is just a better team. Um, it's the perfect spot. Two tees them down. Line sitting at seven and a half. Tees it down to one, uh, one and a half. I mean, they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game easily. Um, I'm going to actually pair it. I mean, this team has killed me week in and week out when I play them. But I'm still going to ride the Detroit Lions. Oh, um, I think, I think Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh doesn't blow teams out. Pittsburgh, they'll get a lead and then they'll struggle to keep it. I think teasing Detroit up to fifteen. The line's sitting at minus nine right now. And uh, we'll give you fifteen. With... Yeah, we can give you fifteen. Okay. It's eight on DraftKings, but it's nine pretty much everywhere else. So we'll give you fifteen. All right. Yeah, so lines at nine, up to fifteen. Detroit can keep that game within two touchdowns easily, I think. Um, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I mean, Pittsburgh defense plays well. I mean, Roethlisberger's still – I mean, he's, he's spent. He's doing what he needs to do to win, but that's about it. Um, so, it's not going to be a flashy game, but it's going to be a close one. So, Baltimore minus one and a half, Detroit plus 15, and my six-point teaser. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that Pittsburgh-Chicago uh, game, Chicago, we, we all know the controversy there at the end of the game with the, with the referees and all the penalties. So, um, yeah, it's a really tough spot for Pittsburgh with them on a short week and Detroit coming off the bye as well. So uh, can't argue with that. Um, it's tough to bet on bad teams. But with double digits like that, and Pittsburgh's <laughs> Pittsburgh doesn't have the offensive firepower uh, to really put up a lot of points. But man, Detroit—you never know. But it, uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> we clearly will see. Alex, uh, give us your teaser for Week Ten. Teaser, um, you know, you love to use the wrong formula. Is that what it is? Yes. Would you like to explain the long teaser formula? I think you're trying to go through three and seven, so I'm going to do that. Yep, yep. With with Tampa Bay, because right now they're laying uh, nine and a half, so. You're going to do a seven-point teaser? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. I'm wrong. Yeah, screw the long formula. 
So I'll just do the six. It had so much initial promise. <laughs> just lay the extra juice. I mean, you're probably not going to do just this teaser anyway. Juice. Lay the fake juice. Yeah, it's fake. Yeah, okay, I'll lay the juice. Do the long formula. <laughs> So I guess seven for another team now. That's exciting. Uh, the other team yeah. will be the other team will be the uh, the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Um, I just like it, you know. Now now it goes from two point dogs to nine point dogs. I think it'll be, you know, I like Cleveland to win the game outright. But um, yeah, you know, just really like to use those seasoned veteran gambler formulas that uh, Wong created <laughs> all those centuries ago. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I like that. I like that teaser a lot. I, I think this is the week where it, it's gonna hit. I really do. I love. One, one can only hope. I think Wong is gonna be your best friend after this week. You're you're gonna be very appreciative of Wong. Yeah. Uh, you know, really, if there's uh, no penalty for juice, why don't we just make teasers like 14 points and win? <laughs> We got to keep it somewhat realistic for the listeners here because uh, you actually be can't. You actually can do a fourteen-point teaser, but I think it's like minus three hundred or something. So if you want to, if you want to do that, you can. But um, I'll stick to the six pointers for now. I'm gonna pull a, a, a Del Vecchio, uh, I guess trend you could say that you did last week. You did the three-team teaser. What yeah, the it. hell? I'm gonna do it too. Uh, I'm gonna take Philly plus nine. I'm going to tease Baltimore down to one and a half. And then I'm going to tease Carolina up to plus 16 and a half. So actually, you know what? I'm going to do a seven point. (laughs) I'm going to do a seven point teaser. So I'm going to get Philly to plus 10. Uh, I'm going to get Carolina to plus 17 and a half. And then I'll get Baltimore just at money line to, to win the game. Just because just you're getting through those, or you're getting at least through one key number, and then you're getting to a key number at 10. So that'll be my teaser. Guys, um, we can look ahead since we have usually a time just because we, uh, it seems like we agreed so much this week. Let's look ahead to week 11. I can give you guys some of the look ahead lines, um, and you can give me your thoughts on that uh, if that's okay with you. You good with that? Sure. Yeah. All right, so uh, just looking at the games for week 11, there are some interesting ones, uh, some interesting divisional games. But let's just go to the ones that are that are highlighted by the teams that are probably going to make the playoffs. So uh, we have Indianapolis at Buffalo. Um, I'll just come to you, Campbell. If you had to just give, it, give an estimate on what you thought this spread was going to be, what would you put this spread at? Indianapolis at Buffalo. Um... You know, Buffalo's kind of underachieved this year compared to expectations. Um, but being at home, I would still say they're probably about a six six to seven-point favorite. See, this is why Brian Campbell is so good. He gets it right on the money. It's yeah. minus it's minus six and a half, and I, I, I think that's accurate. I don't think Buffalo deserves to be laying seven right now against a team like Indy. So, yeah, right on the money, Campbell. Indianapolis and Buffalo. And this could be a good point spreads. Like, if it was at, you know, eight or five and a half, then you're either getting value in your eyes or, or not getting value. Right on the money with six and a half. So, um, I'll, I'll come to you next, Alex. We have uh, New Orleans at Philadelphia. What's your point spread for this game? 
Oof, New Orleans, Philly. I'd probably say New Orleans by a point or a pick them. That would be my guess. Alex, you are really good as well, my friend. It is a pick them. Oh, That's unbelievable. Nice. Nice. Look at that, right on the money. Right. So, we can yeah, set the I, lines, I can... we just can't bet them. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we're, we're looking at value here. So you haven't had a pick them, and it's a pick them. So um, you, very, very you... interesting. What do you say, Alex? Right, so I, oh no, it's it's me. Um, I just I just opened up um, the odds looking at next week. Here's a game that is not making too much sense to me. Uh, looking ahead to next week, Seattle against Arizona, and they have Seattle laying a point right now to Arizona. Yeah, that is. I just looked at that. I'm surprised Seattle's favored in this game, even if it is a point. Yeah, I mean. Even if Russell Wilson's supposed to be back this week and should be even more close to 100% next week, you have to think Kyler Murray's going to be doing the same. And right now, you can't really say that Seattle is the better team. No. Um, and what was Seattle doing before <laughs> Russell Wilson got hurt? They, it's not like they were lighting it up and they were undefeated. They, they were not a good right. football team. And Arizona's, yeah, Arizona's doing really impressive things right now. So that, that is surprising to me. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one line that I think you're going to see a lot of movement following the results of this week. Yeah. Um, any other lines that are kind of piquing your interest right now? Uh well, you know, Dallas at Kansas City. That's that's a big game, and I think it's kind of right where it needs to be. I think the question is, how many points do you give home field in Kansas City? You, you probably do give give a full point or two, so. Yeah, the Cowboys are probably a little bit better than Kansas City. Uh, so that line's probably where it needs to be. A year, a year ago, going into week 11, who would have ever thought they'd be looking at week 11 and saying, you know, Cincinnati and Las Vegas is going to be one of the games of the week going in? That's very true. I mean, that's going to be a game definitely jockeying for playoff position. Cincinnati – is going to win the AFC North anymore after what happened last week. So you got to think this is going to be like tiebreaker wise for wild card positioning. This could be a really, really big game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the AFC North is Baltimore's to lose. Uh, I don't think, I think, I, I actually think it's going to be a two team race between Baltimore and Cleveland. I think Cincinnati, you're going to see fade a little bit in the second half. It seems like everybody in this division just beats up on each other. I mean, Pitt, you can't even rule Pittsburgh out at this point, even though yeah. they barely snuck by the Bears. And Pittsburgh's sitting at five and three, and they're the team that like no one talks about. No one at all. Yeah, they have a better record than Cleveland right now, and they have the, as of right now they have the tiebreaker over Cleveland. They still have a bunch of divisional games to play. It'll be interesting when they, you know, when they play Cincinnati. Um, and they haven't played Baltimore yet either. I don't think so. Um, that. Determined, but I, you know, I think we all know subconsciously that Pittsburgh is a fraud of a team just based on the age of the quarterback, and you know, he, he's not the same player he was uh, years ago. So, Pittsburgh, yeah, they've had a couple nice wins against, you know, against average teams. So, that was when they were going through a lot of, you know, turmoil with the OBJ stuff, and they were still banged up a little bit on offense. So. It's hard to say um, how real of a win that was, but 
Uh, Alex, I don't know if you're looking at any of the games. So I guess since you're a Giants fan, we can go to your to your Giants game because they played Monday night. Uh, Giants are at Tampa Bay. What what line would you give that? Oh, you know the Giants. Saquon's back. Andrew Thomas will be back. Galladay. Um, I'll say Bucks laying nine. Bucks laying nine. It's a little light. It's actually at twelve and a half. Ooh. Oh, so that there. So that's almost as if. Uh, Saquon isn't playing, but you know, right now it looks like Thomas and Saquon are, um, because they were going today a little bit, and this is the bye week practice. So I would say get the Giants now, because uh, they, they, like I said, the Giants are pretty good at keeping games close against double-digit favorites, and then you know screwing it up late in the game. Um, the Giants are going to be up for that game. The Giants love beating Tom Brady because he's on all the walls in the facility all the time because of the Super Bowls. So. That's and too much a, for me. Week two, so they're getting two weeks rest, and they're playing on a Monday night, so they're getting 15 days of rest. Yeah. And uh, it seems to me like the Giants just play really well as dogs, especially double-digit dogs. We saw what they did against Kansas City this year. Um, they were a dog against Carolina. Uh, they were a dog last week. <laughs> so I feel like they do really well as uh, underdogs. So... That would be an interesting game moving forward. Uh, Daniel Jones seems to play better away from New York. So uh, we'll see. That'll be an interesting game to watch. Uh, we talked about – there's also an interesting uh, NFC North divisional matchup, Green Bay and Minnesota. I feel like that line is a little light. You got to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back by then. But with Green Bay only laying two, uh, that's a little eye-opening as well. Do you guys have any thoughts on that game? I mean, I think, especially if Aaron Rodgers misses this week and next week is going to be his first week back, I think he's going to come out for blood. I think – and I – Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that I just cannot get behind. When you, when you think that you have it figured out with him, he'll go and lay a deuce. Like – He's a quarterback that I like to fade. Um, I mean, Green <clears throat> Bay, what's the line showing one and a half on me right now? I, mean, uh, I think that's – seem like two. Uh, two. I mean, one, two and two a half out I there. Still, I think still is light for that one. I think Packers are going to win that one um, at least at least by touchdown. Yeah, talking about Kirk Cousins, I mean, we can go back to this week. Minnesota's at the L.A. Chargers, and – Minnesota just put up such a good effort against Baltimore and came up short uh, in overtime. So you got to think it's going to be tough for Minnesota to carry that over two weeks in a row, back-to-back road games. Uh, So I kind of like the Chargers. I lean the Chargers. Obviously, I'm I'm not going to put a play on it, but fading a team that gave gave a lot of effort the week before and they lost the game. You know, and now you have all this all this off field issues coming up with Dalvin Cook and you don't know how that's going to affect him and Minnesota's sure. running game and without Cook that takes away Kirk Cousins' best aspect uh, which is play action. Is Cook yep. getting disciplined for anything? Uh, I, now, as of right now, I think it's still investigating because I mean, everything I mean, it's all alleged right now, but there's different stories coming out, whether he's the victim in the whole thing 
whether he is the attacker in it. I mean, until until the actual truth comes out, there's going to be no discipline handed out. But still, it's still going to mess with his mind. I think it's still so. going to be something that's going to be a distraction. Yeah, I mean, when you combine all those factors with the fact that the Chargers are leading the AFC West right now. <laughs> they are in first place, but uh, that's only one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos are right behind them. So they, they have to win this game. And when you combine that with the effort that Minnesota gave last week and came up short, I, I, I even though it's a tough matchup for the Chargers with their poor run defense, uh, at some point there's going to be some regression to the mean. So with all the controversy that's going on with Cook, I think the Chargers uh, might be in line for a blowout win against Minnesota. Uh, I think this might be the game where people start to whisper about Mike Zimmer getting fired. Uh, I just think they're a team that's that's on the decline right now. Uh, Alex, do you have any thoughts on this uh, Minnesota at Chargers matchup? Uh, I mean, if Cook doesn't play, that's a horse of a different color. I, I haven't loved the Chargers the way you guys have all year. I mean, they could have lost that game to Philly pretty easily this past week, and that was one of the games I actually wound up winning. Um, no, I would actually probably lean Minnesota if Cook plays. I know a little different than you guys, but uh, – you know, I just don't see – I don't see what everyone sees in Herbert. I just don't. Like he's just a very average quarterback. And uh, people treat him like he's this upper echelon guy, and I haven't seen it. And Minnesota-San Diego, that feels like a game – no, Minnesota's not a bad team, and they are well coached. And I would take Minnesota in that game, assuming Cook plays. But I haven't been in – I thought if someone comes into your house and maces you and steals your stuff, that's probably not your fault, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, this might be a make-or-break spot for Minnesota, too, when you're talking about the playoffs. But, I mean, what, they have five losses now? Are they three yeah, and three. three and five? So, um, well, we'll see. That'll be interesting. Uh, Out-of-conference game, tough travel spot for the Vikings as well. Uh, any other games this week? Uh, the catch your eye. Uh, we didn't talk about the Buffalo Bills coming off of probably the most embarrassing loss since they lost to the Cowboys uh, in 1993. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on the uh, Buffalo Bills at Brian Campbell's New York Jets? I kind of, uh, you know, famous last word. So this is why you should bet the Bills because I kind of like the Jets plus the two touchdowns this week. You know, Mike I, White was back. I, I, Mike White's back. Right? He is. And, you know, oh boy. You know, the, the Jets are – you know, the Bills just – Urban Meyer's thing he said about playing three soft, kind of – that's a big red flag because the Jets are just going to do what the Jags did. The Jaguars don't have anything special personnel-wise. You know, they just completely stonewalled the Bills of what they wanted to do. And, you know, if you're just going to start playing contain on Allen and then make him – make throws in a tight window, that deep accurate passing isn't really his forte. So – yeah. I'd give it a week. I'd see where the Bills wind up. You just don't want you don't want the Jaguar game to be a blueprint game. And yeah, we'll be at home, and you know it's a good home crowd. They got Mike White back. You know they finally have a quarterback. Man, I'll tell you what, second uh, second overall pick's going to be a scout team player soon, so that's pretty tough for the Jets. <laughs> but you know if it helps them find Mike White, then there you go. So did you did you ever think in week ten of the NFL season that you'd be saying that you'd be saying quarterback <laughs> well, no 
<laughs> well, you know, unless you told me the Jets were directly involved, then I would say, oh, all bets are off. Yeah. I handicap because after Buffalo's performance last week, who wants to lay 11 and a half, 12 points with the Bills? But then you ask yourself, why are they still laying 11 and a half? You, know, you got to think a good team like Buffalo is going to bounce back. But then you look at the Jets. They've been in this position before where they're coming off a loss. They come back home and they, they beat Tennessee outright. They as double-digit underdogs. So they've been in this position before, and they're coming in with extended rest because they played on Thursday night. So it's in, I feel like all those things cancel yeah, themselves you know, out. And like just, you said, you just sit back and watch it. You know, I it's just a feel thread like, that may oh, – you can go, Ken. Right. I was just – I feel like it's two duds in a row now that the Bills have laid offensively. I mean, six points against the Jaguars, and then really it just they were they shut out in the first half against the Dolphins before they scored a bunch of garbage time points. Yeah, they slept a lot in that first half. Yeah, they were coming so, off I mean, by week. Yeah, you, you got two duds in a row. It's time for that offense to break. I mean, I know I went over it earlier this earlier in this uh, podcast about how no running game is absolutely detrimental to them. It's allowing teams to tee off, but Josh Allen in that passing game is still a dangerous weapon, and I think that it's they're due to have a breakout game again. And Unfortunately, I think that might come at the expense of my Jets. Yeah, I mean, the Bills have been in this position as well. If you look back to week one, Buffalo lost outright uh, to Pittsburgh. Uh, I believe they were six-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. And then the next week, they went to Miami. Uh, I think they were still favored in that game, maybe three. They blew out Miami 35 nothing. So, you know, coming off of a loss, I lean Buffalo. It's tough to lay all those points on the road. But like you said, like, you got to think they're going to get it together here and um, lean Buffalo, but man, tough to lay all those points on the road. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So we got, we pretty much covered every game and we did it like 13 minutes earlier than we usually do. So uh, that must mean we're in agreement with a lot more games this week. Um, We will see if Campbell can keep the streak going. And if Alex and myself could uh, make up some, Make up some room. So, uh, any final thoughts from any of you guys before we call it a day? Uh, you know, it's the we're starting to get through the bye weeks, starting to pivot into this the last uh, quarter of the season here. So, just like I said, you want to look at teams that have something to play for against ones that don't, and try to take advantage of that because you're going to start seeing that in the next three or four weeks or so as the season hits the dog days. Sure. Campbell, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think this week is a good week that you see a lot of favorites that can easily win games outright. So it's a good week to possibly get that better odds on the money line if you really think that your team is going to win, like I do with Philadelphia, like I do with Seattle. And I know – you guys kind of feel that way about Cleveland. So, I mean, if you're looking to make a little extra money, especially with games that are that you're not even getting three points, you might even want to take better odds and just take the money lines on those games. Yeah, I'm with you. 
uh, I would say my message of the week is don't overreact to the previous week. You look at teams like Jacksonville. Um, you look at teams like Denver, um, where they, they had just huge wins. Uh, that uh, Don't expect that to carry over into the next week. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. There's going to be some regression to the mean. So um, I think it's fitting that uh, we both like Indianapolis and Philly this week. So I would say I also want to see how those upper echelon teams that lost last week, I want to see how they respond this week. Because really that's, that's the mark of a good football team. You know, we all have a bad day at the office, but it's, it's how you respond and how you bounce back. Um, so teams like Buffalo, teams like Dallas, um, even teams like um, the, the Saints losing outright to Atlanta, uh, I want to see how these teams bounce back the week after, and the Rams, obviously. So um, those are the good teams that uh, bounce back from a poor performance the week before. So that will kind of tell us a lot moving forward going into the, into the playoff stretch. So um, if you guys don't have any more uh, words for, for Week 10 – uh, we will call it a night. We got all, got, got all our picks in, and we are going to see you next Wednesday night. Uh, looking ahead to Week 11 and the National Football League. We'll see you guys then.